Hey, Soph. Hello. <laughs> Always so funny, like thinking, um, like before doing a podcast, listening to podcasts and thinking just how wrong I was and how the, how recording a podcast is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like that you have to start recording. It just is funny to me. Can you imagine like just showing up and start hitting start record? I'm sure some podcasts do, podcasts do that, but maybe we're not one of them. No, <laughs> we got to catch up face to face. Um, so the question of the week is of course one about shows we've covered. So listener, dear listener, watch the shows we've covered. They're good shows. Um, which two characters in the same show would you want to see act as a buddy cop? So I think that Susie and Midge from Marvis Mrs. Maisel as detectives okay. is something I want to see. Um, <laughs> I agree. I think it would be hysterical <laughs> for them to try and like solve a murder. I'm surprised they think? haven't like had to do that. Like maybe season four. Right. Is season four or our fifth and final, maybe yeah. they'll sort of solve a murder. <laughs> um, I thought of two. I do like that we both picked female, like we all picked females. Um, Fleabag and Claire. Just because yes. they like can barely do oh anything God. together. So I think it oh would be funny. God. And then Issa and Molly. Cause again, like oh, once yeah. extremely t- I just also with, I just missed, I think I just missed those people. So I'm like mm-hmm. a buddy comedy. Um, <laughs> I will say, I don't know if you and I have talked about this on pod off pod or at all. Um, that new Murderville show. It's Will mm-hmm. Arnett. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of also like a very similar yeah. like thing. Awesome. Where it's like, I would want those characters to be in that situation. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I guess yeah, if we did hysterical. like David and Alexis from Schitt's Creek, since Annie Murphy did oh God. the buddy cop thing. But <laughs> um, that loosely ties into the show we're covering today. Mm-hmm. Because they're buddy cops. Father, son, yes. buddies. But do you want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Sophie. <laughs> and I'm Maddie. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Single Best Scene. This week we're covering anxious people. A bank robber holds open house attendees hostage, then vanishes, leaving the police baffled. Based on a book by, the TV show is based on a book by Frederick Bachman. Mm-hmm. So you found this show. How did yes. you find it? Well, it came out in 2021, so a recent release, and um, I love watching international or shows in non-English shows on planes, and the other shows that I had recorded or downloaded for, I want to say, like, Christmas flights were, like, pretty heavy, um, like, Peaky Blinders maybe was one of them, and this was, like, a 30-minute, like, low-stakes mm-hmm. comedy and I thought, what the heck? <laughs> like, let's just see. It seemed quirky. Like I watched the little promo and 
I didn't really get it, but I didn't hate it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And it was like such an, at least, I don't know, we'll see if you agree, but I thought it was just like such an easy watch. And when I, I only had downloaded like half of the season. So like the first four episodes on my phone. So then when I got home and had to switch to like my actual TV, it defaulted to British English mm-hmm. dub. And it's the first time I've ever... I watched it for a second because I was even confused for a second. I was like, wait, it's in English. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's in British English, but it like matches up so, like good enough for me. Uh, I was like, okay, great. I can now actually multitask while this is on in the background um, because the the English dub isn't, isn't so bad for whatever reason I decided. And so, yeah, I, it doubled down on it being an easy watch for me, but yeah, I mean, you? you you pitched this for the the podcast, so I had never. I mean, I I had never heard. I mean, I had heard of the book. Like, I knew the book yeah. existed because I've actually talked to you about this because when you were taking that graphic design class. But I think it's so interesting to me that Frederick Bachman, the mm-hmm. author, writes every single book cover in the exact same font. Yeah. Like you, they, it's you really s- weird. It's so weird. And like, I mean, I guess it's good. Cause like I can see a cover and be like, that's a Frederick Bachman book. Like immediately yeah, I know. Usually like books are only designed like that if it's a series, but yes, they have yes. nothing to do with each other. So it's <laughs> yeah, like I own very misleading. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you were doing it, I was like, oh shit. Like I remember this book got a lot of really good press in my um, book Facebook communities. Cause I'm a 97 mm. year old woman. Um, and so in the like book Facebook thing, so I was totally down to watch. Um, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And when you texted okay. me, when I texted you last night and you were like, I hope I didn't give off anything other than it's like a quirky show. Yeah. You were like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. And I was like, I thought that that was clear that it was going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it upon, like now that I'm reflecting on it, I totally yeah. can see that. And like the clues I missed, I think I just yeah, thought it was going to be more of like a thrill. Like I thought I think it was going to be more high oh, stakes. It's super low stakes. It's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lo- <laughs> like the lowest stakes crime show I've ever seen. Ever. It's so quaint. And like kind of going into the pilot. <gasps> yeah, I think it. it was in the pilot when the dad goes up mm-hmm. and then comes back down and he's like, uh, they want fireworks. Cause like the, the, yeah. the hostage, whatever. Yes. And I was like, are, are all of these people forgetting that there's a kidnapper? Like, does the kidnapper have powers <laughs> to like make them forget or is drugging them? Like he came down so bewildered. Like he had never done a job before. And like his son was also like, what the fuck? You just went up to a hostage situation. Like, why are you, why are you acting like confused too? So I, and then they all came down and they were all confused. And so granted that is explained in episode mm-hmm. six, but I did be like, I kept being like, is this where the stakes are going to get higher? Like, is this where it's right, going right, right. to say, but, um, I guess I'll just finish. I mean, up I my- assume fireworks were like covering up shooting. Yeah. Yes. Same. When they were oh. like, they want fireworks. I was like, no, the fireworks in America, children <laughs> in America, we don't do fireworks for like casual for hostages. for yeah. joy. <laughs> Anytime there's fire or like, it's like fireworks, it's like someone's getting shot or whatever. Like, and so I agree when the fireworks was the demand, I was like, and pizza, I was like, what the fuck type of hostage? Like what hostage situation is this? Um, I have to say, I think that the pilot was the weakest episode 
of the, the pizza six. was normal. I thought the yes. pizza was normal because normally they give them food. Yes. No, I just, when it was pizza and fireworks, then it was over. I was like, what? right. What a combo. Yeah. And then it was over immediately. Yeah. That was, it was so weird. It was so weird. It also like, they didn't de- demand anything else. You know what right. I mean? Like I just kept being like, it was so it was weird. A, it was. So I guess now I know. So we do the commercials. I did the commercial for anxious people. And I had asked Sophie before, cause she had seen it. And you're like, no, it's not really anything to do with a bunny. Like I, like, I think I had just like yeah, made it the way mysterious. they wrote the, yeah, 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 yeah. And not like, just there's it, not like an animal. It's a guy dressed in this bunny suit, and the whole thing is like very like it's also a joke. It's like a big joke. Yeah, I think I also thought that the entire I thought it was gonna be a little bit more like how you describe money heist with the entire yes. Robert. I didn't know they were gonna get heist. out in the first episode. When right. they got out, I was like, "What? <laughs> Where are we going from here?" <laughs> right. Yeah, I had to pitch it to my. I was my mom was asking what we were recording this week or something like that, and I or what I was going to do on Monday. And I was like, oh, me and Maddie are recording the pod. We're recording anxious people. And I was like, oh, you would actually, cause she can basically like only get Netflix on her TV. Cause she has mm-hmm. a smart TV that just doesn't have, like maybe she can get Amazon too, but she can't definitely can't get HBO and she can't get Hulu because like her TV doesn't have the apps. I don't really know, whatever, but um, she can watch Netflix shows. So, so often I'm like, oh, you would love Ted Lasso or whatever. And she like literally can't watch it mm-hmm. um, on her TV. But I was like, oh, you could actually watch this show. It's so cute. And I was like, okay, let me sort of tell you what happens to the heist. She was like, no, 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 no. Like don't ruin. I was like, no, no, no. You need to know that <laughs> it's a show about a heist, but the heist is like completed in the first episode. And then the rest of it is the investigation. Cause they're trying to figure out what went on. And yes. She was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, it's not like high stakes the whole time. It's high stakes pilot, then just a bumbling investigation the rest of the time. It's also like, <laughs> even the stakes weren't that high. Cause like, I no, say- No, no one the, died. <laughs> while I say the pilot has- I think the pilot was, the, I said the weakest because I think all of the characters were unlikable mm-hmm. until you got to know them and their individual yes. episodes. Yeah. And I think though, that was like a really smart misdirect because a lot of the yeah. pilot I spent being like, why is it the hostage, like the, I mean, I guess we could call them by their name, but like, why is it the hostage saying anything? Like, do they know why? how to speak? Why mm-hmm. is Roger like demanding everybody get down? Why is Roger demanding nobody get on their phones? Like, why was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why are these care? Like, why is this So many still, questions. Like, why are they just like getting up and casually going to the bathroom? Like, I was like, they don't yeah. seem to be as scared as like half the people were terrified and the other half were like leading it. So- <laughs> Um, I thought it was yeah. a really smart misdirect of yeah. a pilot episode. Like I had no clue. I also loved that like Jack and his dad were like fighting outside and Milu was like, there's a guy behind, like there's a robbery happening. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That scene was so good. Like, screaming in front of the bank. Yes. And the hair, like the, yes. the hair size, that was not to jump ahead, but that was my turning point. When the hair stylist chases out after him to try and fix his hair while like the hostages already gone up, like they invest, like the, the more police like backup is coming and she's like out there trying to like even up and she's like, you look ridiculous. And I was like, okay, this is going to be funny. Like if, if this is what we're doing, I'm here for it. Yes. Um, I think it's just knowing that it's not a dark show. Yeah. Like, and maybe like Swedish shows just aren't as dark. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but like, sure. I don't know. I feel like most international shows you well, and I watch. Um, Dragon Tattoo, that's a whole Swedish 
Yeah. No, I just mean like um, in terms of what we've covered. Series, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just expected it to be, cause like, I feel like we only ever talk about like very high stakes, like elites, like a murder or like, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it would be like in the same vein as like how to run Christmas of like, kind of like goofy, yeah. Yeah, but lighthearted. What, sorry, what did you think of the pilot though? Oh, I thought it was good. I agree that it was like sometimes frustrating because yeah, I was like, what are these hostages doing? I don't understand any of the dynamics here, but there obviously are some like, who are all these people? What's going on? Like, even just like, like, where was the real estate agent? Like, Mm -hmm. just, I had all these questions and like, I couldn't figure out like, what was because some of the stuff that was happening on the ground with Jim and Jack were like normal like we've seen it before right when there's like a hostage situation they like set up a thing outside like there's media whatever but and the whole like back and forth about like calling like the Stockholm police to like have backup and they're like we don't need it and then a question that I continue to have the entire rest of the season was like why are Jim and Jack the only fucking police officers in this town like yeah basically right like that's sort of how it ends up being and Cecilia um, Right, and Cecilia. Who acted a little bit more like an admin than a police officer. Right. Yeah, which I could never really figure out. But um, but yeah, I I it was an interesting I thought having it be in a having a heist or having the hostages be in a apartment that was for rent was like or sale or whatever was genius. Yeah. Because it's like a totally random group of people, right? Like, right. Well, in an open house setting, it's not as like mundane as like going to the bank and being held hostage mm-hmm. or like at a grocery store or right. any of that stuff because you're like trying school, to envision whatever. yourself living in this place. Right. So you're like, you're already a little bit more like hypercritical. So that for them to, for you to be held hostage, I think it was Julia, the pregnant one, that was like, I can't live here. <laughs> Right, or like Rue, maybe one of them at some point was like, We like, we're supposed to want to live here, right? Exactly. Um, my turning point was when it was over and like no burglar came out, like no robber came out, and I was like, Where did she, where did they go? Were they even there? Because I did, I firmly (laughs) believed it wasn't one of them, and I will actually say that there was a scene in the pilot that I, that stuck with me till the very end, because I was positive I had solved it when Jim, or maybe it's the second episode, but when Jim is looking at the footage of the robbery and sees Mm -hmm. the woman asking for $6,500 and then deletes it. I just spent the whole time being like, that's the sister. Like the daughter did this, like his daughter is the drug Uh, addict. So I spent the entire time thinking it was Jill and that that's who he was protecting which was like an interesting way for me to watch it. So I never thought it was any of the other people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we should talk about before we take a quick break. Um, the fact that the show started out being dark, right. With that man committing suicide. Yeah. So like, I that think was that's a also rough, rough start. Especially cause it was like Jack, Jack's memory. Yes. Right. Right. It was in Jack's memory he's like running across the bridge remembers this man handing him a letter to take to the bank him saying whatever and so i think that that was actually the biggest Josh trying to of- prevent him from committing suicide and failing yeah and so i think that was probably the bigger the biggest mystery which was re- i just think the way this show was shot was really smart and mm-hmm. one having us not see anything that happened in episode one within yes. the hostages 
Like we were outside with Jim and Jack, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then two, to be like, why the fuck did we see that scene? Like, is there a greater importance right. to this memory? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously there was, but like, I didn't anticipate it. Um, I didn't anticipate it being touching so many different characters. That I didn't totally know. Agree. Yeah. And also I will say if, if people are listening and they're on the fence to watch, I paused it to go to the bathroom and it was on episode five and was like, I must've skipped an episode. There's only six. And no, in fact, it's just the easiest show I've ever watched. So short. So short. Yeah. But sorry, do you have any more thoughts about episode one or any of the, any of the early stuff know. before we jump into the others? And in fact, we haven't really spoiled anything. So if you're listening no, yeah. to this and you think that you might want to watch this, spend, spend one evening of your time, three hours of your time watching this show. It's worth it. It's easy to watch. It's not even three hours. I think it's like 240. Cause like oh that's just like 22 minutes and then two or like you can 35. watch it with your parents. There's like yes. no swearing, no nudity, no violence. <laughs> Actually, one of my jokes is the fact that there is no swearing. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I won't, we'll talk about that in a bit. So do you want to take a quick oh break? Gosh. And then, yeah, if you yeah. haven't watched the show and you sound, it, we recommend it. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. So pause us now, go watch it, and then come back in two and a half hours mm. and listen to the rest. Yeah, seriously. <sighs> All right, let's take a break. Okay, so I think that my, um, so before we go into the funny, this show to me was like very emotionally neutral mm-hmm. where I didn't really laugh and I didn't really feel, like I didn't, not that I didn't feel anything, I would say I felt more sadness than happiness and watching it, but how, what would you, like, this is one of the few shows where I, like, I felt genuinely neutral, which I yeah. like, didn't know I existed. Like I didn't know you could feel yeah. in a show. Isn't this country, aren't the Swiss neutral? Isn't that like their thing? Well, this is Sweden. So Sweden, you're right. But the Swiss, Switzerland people are. Switzerland is known for being neutral. neutral yes. Sweden, yes. not neutral. Um, but so if you got any bits or jokes or both, or what do you have written down? Um, so the, I'll say it again, the haircutting lady was definitely, and also just like her repeated character. I love that. Um, I love how she like knew everything. It seems like the only hair salon in town situation, maybe. I don't really know. Um, but yes, she knew everything, even just like the setup of like, them arguing like uh jack and his dad arguing outside of the bank robbery that was happening like uh-huh. so like classic situational comedy right um i think the biggest surprise to me is that jack and mulu never like there was never like an asked out like the show had like absolutely no romance which is fine i'm not saying it yeah. needs romance but when Jill was there and she was joking about how he slept with Celeste or like that Jack was sleeping with Celeste or whatever. I was like, huh, I've been wondering why he's not asking out Milu. Right. The hairstylist. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Um, anyway. Okay. So I had one just that their names were Jack and Jill. I know. (laughs) Like the siblings names being Jack and Jill really got me. Jim, Jack, time, and Jill. The first time they were like, your sister Jill's coming into town. I was like, okay, whatever. Cool. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Jack and Jill. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, what do you much. got? Um, the the whole rabbit thing costume concept. I don't know if it was like necessarily hysterical, but like I appreciated the scene of like the bathroom door opening and this like man in this like full rabbit suit like being in this apartment viewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like again, just like situational comedy. I was like, what? <laughs> also, I just liked the plot of it where like he's obviously done this for Annalena, Annalena a lot, mm-hmm. like playing characters or whatever. But I'm like, a bunny suit's really like is a really big swing when there's yeah. only six other people at, the, at this viewing. Right. <laughs> unless you're there all day (laughs) right i don't so weird um my next one is just the fact that they literally didn't cuss yeah and it goes into my second bit which was when jack would be like what the what the frick papa (laughs) it's like like, you're an adult man on the police force one your dad papa call him like officer jet like you know what I mean like, right <laughs> which yes. goes to your theory of like there's no other cops in this town like there's no other but anytime he'd yes. be like what the heck papa I was like what the heck papa what am I watching like the oh sound of music like what is going on know, right? um okay my next one is just like Estelle as an entire character um mm-hmm. the fact that she's like attending her own viewing waits so long for anyone like till anyone figures out that she owns the apartment, like knowing exactly where she could smoke in the apartment. Yes. Um, and the closet wine. The closet wine. She's just like, I'm like... just sure that they have wine here in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that whole scene was perfect. <laughs> um, I have two quotes. One is Roger, this is the first one I wrote down and that actually made me laugh, but when he's getting interviewed and they asked about like where the hostage taker was and he goes, I am certain that he was probably still there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's got me. (laughs) Oh my God, I agree. Um, I... sorry um the the last one I have is just um how like somehow Jack the son just like repeatedly being on the outside of this entire thing yeah (laughs) like it's like it so felt just like grumpy boy like right like a grumpy six-year-old like not getting to sit at the adults table the entire show like yes Jack just like couldn't ever take himself like be taken seriously by anybody and I found that funny every single time um because like we've all been there right but Mm -hmm. it was like you are the police officer for this town and you know he'd be like I'm really trying to solve this murder or this I'm really trying to solve this case and his dad was like whatever like let's go which of course like now we know why but like it was just like he was just like trying so hard all the time he was was trying so hard and like writing fan fiction about how like Estelle and the landlady or the Mm -hmm. realtor were working in cahoots and his dad was like sure did they have a murder board I think he had a murder board. I think he had a murder board too. 
Because, yeah, he was, like, taking it down once he found out that, like, yeah, it was never going to get, like, solved, solved in the way he thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My last one was when I wrote her name down because, like, literally it's not even on, like, it's not on one of her credits. Um, Maria, which is, she's the leasing agent. Mm. When she was hiding in the closet oh and they were all freaking out and they, and they were like, what's up there? And someone says, they think it's a smoke allergic cat because she was smoking. <laughs> and something about a cat give, having allergies of smoke made me laugh so much harder because I'm so <laughs> allergic to cats that thinking yeah. about cats having an allergy, it's oh great. God. <laughs> um. Anyway, as I said earlier, I would say the show falls to like neutral sad on a scale mm-hmm. more than neutral happy what was your heartbreak scene from anxious people oh man it was definitely the scene when excuse me when jack finds out that the son had the son that he, the guy he watched commit suicide had terminal cancer yeah and because of course, by this, we're so deep into the show that we know how many people actually were involved in like Carrying basically this, this guy's around. life, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like between um, like actually um, Estelle, the mother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Linda, the bank teller. And- Zara. I think her name's Zara. Zara? Oh, yes. Sahara? Zara. I think Zara? it was Zara. Z-A-R-A-H. Zara. That would make sense. Zara? Zara. Spelled like Sarah with a Z, um, so. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah. I will say that plot made me think, because, like, you never... I mean, I don't think... Um, people who kill who commit suicide due to something, like, that is, like, terminal cancer or sure whatever I never thought about the amount of people who must feel some sort of responsibility for something that they like had absolutely like, like Zara kept that letter for yeah, like 13 years or seven yeah. years or however long years not being able to open it to not be able to like hold the grief when in reality this man said like it's not your fault right like, like if I could like he didn't say I forgive you but he was like I'm sorry that I had an outburst don't like think not that. A, don't think this yes. is about you yeah. and she instead like tortured herself for right. years yeah instead of just reading the letter yeah that was a very heartbreaking so plot. yes right because that was the thing as soon as you found out that it wasn't son did have cancer then you're like oh all this weight has been for nothing yeah like, you've been made yourself miserable for years for actually like actually it could have been avoided because it wasn't actually your fault right yeah, that was so sad. Um, so I had two. One was Jill's overdose and like the phone mm-hmm. call that Jim got and like going mm-hmm. to the hospital and him being like, it's okay, it's fine. Like, I don't know, that whole family dynamic with her. Cause I think for so much of the show, it was so easy to see Jack's point of view with Jill being like, yeah. she, what she's not gonna come, she's gonna steal her stuff. She stole her stuff. I knew like, you know, like you kind of lose yeah. empathy for the addict and then you see them and like Jim never losing that for her was just really heartbreaking could it be because I was also watching season two of euphoria <laughs> yes uh, yeah. um but that really got me and then Jack telling his dad that he was a bad cop 
like Jack's breakdown, like screaming at his dad saying all that stuff was just like, you knew he meant, you knew he meant it in a way that like, he actually does think he's a better cop than his dad. Like he just, it was like your parent coming off the pedestal in a way. Yeah. Um, But also Jack seeing things in just such black and white and his dad, and I liked that when he apologized, the dad was like, you still have 40 more years of being a cop. Like, don't let this burn you out. Like not everybody, not every bad guy is truly bad. Mm -hmm. But no, totally. Um, that was really hard to watch. I know. Well, also he just went so hot. Like the show had been like, so like relatively nice. And then he just like Mm -hmm. lost it. Yeah. Jack snapped hard. Yeah. He was, uh, which probably feeds into your last bit of like funny, which it's like, he had been on the outside of so many things. And I think he just finally was like, why the fuck am I the only one taking this seriously? Yes. Totally, like I totally. feel crazy for taking a hot, which I would feel bad for, you know what I mean? Like that, that in theory is insane that he's like, am I the only one who realizes that this was a hostage situation, right? an attempted robbery at a bank and everybody's like, la di da di da like, didn't see anything. Don't know who was there. Not a clue. And Jack's like, but this is a crime. So yeah. the lash out was like deserved. I just, his dad was so sweet. I know he was so nice. I kept laughing when he would be like, this is Jim Johansson. Like he was like screaming with this little microphone. Oh my God. Yes. Cause it wasn't working. Right. Yeah. The, the bullhorn wasn't working. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like, if you and I went to a, like a hostage situation, like we knew it was like, they knew enough of what to do, but I think even Jack was like, we need to call them. Cause like, we don't know what this is. Like we, <laughs> we've never experienced this before. And weren't you, didn't you text me and tell me that, well, you can tell the story, but when you went there, their crime is like no crime. Like they're not really well immersed right. in like the crime is just different than our crime. Yeah. Because yeah. what was the biggest, like, threat? Didn't you say it had something to do with bikes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was in Copenhagen, um, and which, you know, isn't Sweden, but it's very, very close. And it's, you know, these Scandinavian countries. And, yeah, we were on a tour, and they were like, okay, the biggest crime that people have to worry about <laughs> here is bike theft. And like they said it in like all seriousness, they're like, no, it's like a huge deal. Like the police spend most of their time like tracking down these bike thieves and like they come and they like clip people's bikes in the middle of the night. It's this whole thing. And I was like, okay, I hear that that is serious. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if that was the worst thing that happened to you was your bike got stolen, I think that I would like to move here, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this seems good (laughs) yeah like okay if this is where the floor is this is great (laughs) yeah oh that's funny um so what were the plots that you what are some of the plots you like do you want to ping pong back and forth yeah yeah why don't you start so we've talked about her twice I just loved the hairdresser being just like everywhere I loved that when someone came to get Jack to do a statement about what was going on he was like I can't speak to the press and she was like but I can and like started to tell them like, yes. okay, so I saw the robber and I screamed <laughs> yeah. and I alerted them. Like, I just loved that. She was like, you're right. You're busy. I'm not. So come on over. <laughs> yeah. um, over to you. Um, <clears throat> I really liked that. Once I realized that they were doing each episode about a different character who was in 
who has all the different hostages. I was like, amazing here for yeah. it. Um, I did particularly like, well, I don't know. I sort of had like mixed feelings about all of them throughout. Um, I probably cared about Ro and her wife's the least. Same. Well, I because- think, like when she went missing, I was like, okay yeah I was like well she's obviously not missing like right like I was like at this point and especially now knowing that they knew everything the kidnapper hasn't or the hostage she hasn't come back right right? like this was a one time she's she's either run away she's not been kidnapped basically it was like right the thing but I liked that the show had like building blocks on each other mm-hmm. so like the order was really important which I think is one of the benefits of a book yeah of a book adaptation because when we found out that Rue was with Roger I was like what and then like seeing their yes. backstory within Rue and Julia's I was like oh both of these women are just like kind of insecure in this relationship and this older couple was able to like yeah help them move past right right right. yeah like give them advice and stuff yeah because to me and my next one was like the real estate scam that um annalena and roger did yeah i liked but it made them the most suspicious like obviously 100 percent. which then of course made it so that i knew they weren't gonna have anything to do with it because any it's like the whoever gets arrested and like act one of a procedural is like not the murderer like if, if someone gets arrested and there's like 20 minutes left it's like where's the twist um but I was shocked at how much I ended up liking Roger since I hated him so much in the first episode. Right. Yeah. Same. Totally. He totally won me over. And um, I was like, so proud of the wife when she was like, Hey, I hate it. Going to Ikea. Well, no. Cause he like forced her to say it. Well, yes. Which I liked that. I liked that she admitted it. Yes. Like you were right. saying, like, yes. I don't like doing all this stuff. But also, like, I did think, and I think we see it so often with women, and so there's not as much empathy for it because it's so run-of-the-mill. But when right. he went with to that pizzeria with Rue, mm-hmm. and she was like, okay, so you raised the kids, so, like, you did all this stuff, and now, like, right, right, right. what yeah, about grandkids? And he's like, well, they're not, they don't have grandkids yet, so I'm just, like, it was kind of like, oh, he's just waiting to be able to help again. Yeah, Like, he doesn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just can't believe that the show was so like had such a happy ending. I know, right? <laughs> I know I've said it was like sad, but it was only sad like the first four episodes, yeah. and then the last two it was like the reveal, and then like this really sweet montage of them all living in that house. <laughs> I know, big friends, and they like it called her so grandma, cute. like her kids called Estelle grandma. Yeah, oh, it was so cute um we already talked about the bunny being amazing I loved that I yeah I was like him being locked in the bathroom and couldn't get his his, like hat off oh my gosh um that killed me okay um I really enjoyed the speaking of um the rabbit guy I enjoyed the rabbit guy dating the bank teller or like not dating her necessarily, He's just like, like sort of befriending her. Yeah, um, I like didn't really see that pairing coming, but he ended up being like it seemed like actually a very good like little support system yeah. for her, and so she wasn't just like on her own anymore dealing with this thing. 
and um I ended up really liking him Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed the like also that I mean you know we've already said that the suicide plot was of the character before the show started involved so many other people but I thought it was so interesting that like Jack like Jack putting the pieces together of who this one was because then this investigation became also sort of about him mm-hmm. or like something from his like he was like oh, I've heard this name before I've heard this name before I know and, like, and the dad was like no her. you have it and I was wondering if the dad remembered because he was on the force and like cover like, I don't know if the I don't know if he ever told his dad yeah so anyway listener if you're just listening to this episode and you're not listening to you're not going to watch the show Jack saw a guy about to commit suicide on a bridge the guy on the bridge said can you hand this letter to the bank teller can you go take this to mm-hmm. the bank and Jack said yes only if you don't jump and he says okay Jack turns around the man jumps so Jack then takes you learn takes the letter to the bank, grows up, becomes a cop. And the woman who had the letter was in the hostage situation. Yeah. Like she such was a one smart of the twist. <laughs> I know. And, also, and then when she realized he was the boy that handed her the letter, like the whole thing. Also the fact that that was not even that Estelle was the guy's mom. I can't think of what his name is. It's some very Swedish name. Um, but that that was his childhood bedroom because I kept being like why yes. does Zahar because that's my next plot point was like I just thought everything of Zahar was so interesting and mm-hmm. like the bank storyline was interesting to me and like why she was in the house yes like you like and then laying in the bed and like seeing a picture of him and like when that clicked for the audience too I was like holy shit like that's because uh... it took me until they like straight up told me like I denied yeah, I this know. man a bank loan I was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no I agree um but yeah yeah, because I kind of assumed initially that like that guy committing suicide was like what why he wanted to become a police officer like a dad yeah I didn't think I didn't realize it was going to be like a central plot (laughs) no me either and like I now see why so many people when they were describing the book like I felt like never really described it that well and I think because it's like you can't spoil like you don't want to like ruin this part of it because the the way the reason that the show worked and I'm assuming the reason the book worked is because of these like very delicate weavings of story like nothing was too like over the like yeah because like I just thought maybe there was like divorce paper you know what I mean like I thought it was some other paper that she was holding on to I didn't think it was the letter Mm -hmm. yeah I agree um my next one is maria disappearing and then popping up in the finale i just thought was like kind of iconic behavior of a the woman who was supposed to be whatever and i did like that estelle was like she was like just a very nervous person and had gone on like a silent retreat or whatever and estelle was like yeah you can act weird we were just held hostage like they're not gonna expect you to like she's like i'm gonna do the wrong thing and they were like that's okay we were just held hostage just don't tell (laughs) just don't tell them like stick to the plan. And I liked that they, I thought it was so absurd that Jack thought they were in it together because yeah. I didn't think they were in it together. But then when they were kind of in it together, I was like, huh? Cause like Estelle was the first person who acknowledged that there was a plan afoot yes. with Liv, the hostage taker. I guess we can call her yeah. Liv now. Yeah. Liv, the, um, the woman the who mom. held them hostage. Like it was until Estelle popped up to be like, we just have to stick to what we said we would do. And I was like, holy shit, there actually are conspiring. Mm-hmm. Like I thought Jack was crazy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So sweet. I know. Do you have more? That's it for me. Okay. I have three more. Um, Liv's ex-husband is a villain and the new wife is the worst person I've ever seen. That was rough. Um, but I did like that. We got to see why, like what pushed her to these extremes. Yeah. And like her living situation before, like in the, um, shit. I also like that we got to see part of it from her point of view and part of it from Jack's point of view, because yes. obviously you don't like, like in her point of view, that's just like her living situation and Jack's it's like, holy shit. She just lives in a storage unit. Yeah. Um, I already said earlier that I spent the entire time thinking it was Jill. I did. I was like, this is so obvious. How is he not realizing it's his sister? Um, I loved that they became a little family. Like Same. the daughters moved in, Rue and they're in the, oh, that's okay. So that's probably the most, to me, interesting plot point was Estelle's story about the man next door that like flirted with yeah, her. She the had the neighbor. affair with and then that being the key that got her, like her just being in the apartment next door and then yeah. Rue and Julia moving in it and Roger helping them with paint samples. And like, I was just so happy for them. I know. I was like, this so is so cute. stupid. I'm just so happy for them. Um, and then in typical Sophie fashion, I, Maddie, did what you, I'm assuming, thought to do the first time you watched it or you're on a plane so you couldn't. But I did Google what the equivalent of 6,500 krona was. Okay. Because the guy was like, rent, she needed to pay me 6,500 like krona. Mm-hmm. And that's cheap for my liking. And that's how much she wrote on the bank slip. Do you have any guess as to how much money that is in US dollars? Okay. I th- so you think you I looked it up? up, but I forgot. Yeah, that's um, like very typical Sophie to look it up. Is it like 20 grand? No. It was like less. Is it three? It's less. It is one Swedish krona is eleven U.S. cents. Okay, yeah. So it's so like three she just grand, needed right? six hundred and ninety-one dollars. Oh my god, that's because whenever he was like the apartment's cheap for you know like like it's at a cheap apartment too like the rent that she needed to do I was like okay what a dick and then I was like oh my gosh she just needs like she really does just need help also that like her husband's marrying her boss which got her fired from her job like it's like fuck men <laughs> insane right like um, insane but yeah I was such I was so bummed for her whenever I did realize it was like under a thousand dollars like she just needed a little yes. help and I think that's probably I also like that she asked for the exact amount she needed like she was gonna yeah. figure out how to get the next month's rent one like, month of rent right I have to say if I'm gonna go big I'm gonna be like give me 90,000 krona Oh, yeah. Give me a whole Give year's me. worth of rent. Yeah. Least. <laughs> she like, just wanted the one like, to, month. She just wanted to get the letter so she could keep her kids mm-hmm. from or because she needed a signed leasing contract to like make sure they were like in good, which I agree. They couldn't have slept in that no storage unit. But yeah, $691.57 according to Google. So it could be wrong, but gosh, that's insane. Um, okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back to do some stats in our single bus scene. Woo. <laughs> um, all right, so what's your recommendation for the people this week? My recommendation, hot take, I'm sure, is a show we are not going to cover The Gilded Age. I have now watched it twice, although the second time was involuntary, sort of. I watched it with my mother, who 
as I've mentioned already on this podcast, does not have access to HBO. <laughs> so I was like, well, you're really going to like it. And I didn't really want to watch anything else while she was in town. So we went ahead and watched the first four episodes a second time. Um, I did pick up on a few things a second watch that I didn't pick up on the first one, but I definitely don't think it's a show that's complicated enough for you to watch twice. It is no Downton Abbey, although it is created by the same people. Um, and it has picked up a bit. Um, I say at least get to, to episode three before you decide because some actual stuff starts to happen once you get to episode three. But if you like history and period dramas that are fine to watch with your mother, <laughs> Gilded Age is for you. They also have an official podcast running concurrently with uh, two hosts. One of them is the host of the Bowery Boys podcast. If you are, again, in New York and familiar with that New York historic, it's like the New York history podcast. Um and it comes out weekly. I believe the fifth episode is dropping. Or, well, by the time everyone listens to this, it'll all be out. But um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But it did get greenlit for a season two. So if you That's got some good. time, check it out. Um, It does have Cynthia Nixon. Mm-hmm. Is, and Christine Brzezinski, right? Yes. Yes. So that's my rock. Check it out. We're not going to cover it. No, it doesn't so, look like something I go ahead and <laughs> watch it on your own time. If you watch it and want to talk to us about it, send us a DM and we will talk to you about it. Yes, we will talk to you about it off pod. And you know, maybe if it gets a couple of seasons and at yes. some point is worthy of <laughs> us covering it, we might cover it. We're not saying never, but we're definitely not gonna cover it this, this season. Year, so yeah. Check it out. All right. Now let's get back to the episode. All right. So why don't you knock out your highlight stats? Sure. So my favorite character was Estelle. My favorite relationship was Jack and the hairdresser. (laughs) They should have had more of a relationship. I deeply don't know why they're not dating. Just like um, even like a coffee. I'm not saying they need to like be like move in together. Yeah, but, no, I just would have liked know. to see them like some more flirty banter. Yeah, for sure. Um, my favorite episode was episode five, um, a smoker chick cat in the closet, where we find <laughs> out that Estelle owns this apartment and that's a great yada, yada. Um love that. And I think that's it. Yeah. So my favorite character was Zahar. Mm-hmm. My favorite relationship was Zahar and Lennart, the, um, the rabbit, the rabbit. And my favorite episode was episode six titled, I need to pull it up. You should know it's not your fault. So the finale, mm-hmm. I really liked seeing everything fall into place, but I do think episode five is probably like a more entertaining episode I don't disagree with that or yes um yeah all right so the moment that everybody was waiting for mm-hmm. what is your single best scene from anxious people I have a tie oh, wow never done this before where it's bookend so the high the 
hostage scene is one of my favorites with like the haircut, the robbing in the background, like the way that they like laid it all out of like simultaneous, the dad, it was like perfect storm. Yeah, right? there's a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos, but like perfect storm of like where the police were and like her darting into the apartment and the people in the apartment, just like all of it was just like mm-hmm. chef's kiss. So good. Um, and like, so funny again, turning, uh, led into my turning point, but, um, arguably that could have been, it. it just loved it. And then I also loved the like actual final scene where like, you see that everybody, <sighs> is like a little neighborhood now basically of the hostages which was like I feel like so rarely on shows do we get that like and this is the happy ending for everybody (laughs) you know like so often it's like um like thirst trapping us for a second season or like we'll let the audience decide what happens. Like sometimes I do not want to think about it. I want you to guarantee to me that all of these characters that we've spent time with are going to have a nice resolution. And especially since this was a book, a single novel, Mm -hmm. not a series. It was a good time and place to do that, I think, um, without trying to stretch it into like a second season or whatever. And like, sometimes we've talked about this before on pod, Sometimes shows just need to be one season. Mm-hmm. Not everything needs to be a fucking franchise. And I understand that this is like a money-making business, but like- Make new content. Like Make new content. It's take fine. the same team. I think that that's why like, if you want to do that, like do an, like do an anthology, but like not every sure. show, like I think Big Little Lies lost some popularity by having that yeah. second season. And like not, like not always is the audience demand for something worth the like taint that it has on the show overall right like totally the season's tainted by it just like literally not needing to exist absolutely yeah it just is not yeah something that always needs to happen like a lot of those marvel shows tank with further seasons and like we fell off the wagon on flash and oh you're talking about yeah uh arrow arrow like there's only so much. I will say, speaking to, in the same caliber of shows, but I was watching, I was on TikTok. It's shocking. I need to like give it up for Lynn or something. Um, and Cami Mendez from Riverdale posted like when you're bored in your trailer, but then you remember, did you see that one? But then uh-huh. you remember Lily's on set. So she like ran over, but all like to Lily's trailer and was like trying to find her. But all the comments were like, girl, we got to get you on a better show. How are they still making Riverdale? What do you mean you're on set? <laughs> I can guarantee we're fans you, know I mean? like, you lose your and like I I think everybody compares it to like well Grey's Anatomy doesn't need more seasons and it's like you're right one it doesn't like yes I will First watch that till the ship goes down and sure. like SVU but like these shows aren't procedurals like procedurals work because right. there's a crime of the week absolutely and it like starts as the shows, and ends that week and and there's probably drop it out of our brain. There's probably of the 300 episodes, I would guess a good 150 of them, I bet half of them do not move plot forward. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, if you, yeah, or probably SV, you know, there's probably way, oh. honest God, there's probably way more of SV that don't move plot forward because there's really there's no, no plot. other plot. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't one. There's I probably recently 10 watched an episode. Where they like, like, there's some sort of movement in their personal lives. Well, in the movement in personal life is like entire characters just like disappearing from the show. Like 
it will be announced all of a sudden in one episode that such and such character is retiring. And at the end of the episode, they have their going away party. And then that character who's been on the show for years sometimes is just gone. We never talk about them ever again. <laughs> yeah. they. So I think that's like why you and I can both watch the two longest running TV shows and then yeah. complain about second seasons because, and I think that the person who did it well was Fleabag was Phoebe Waller-Bridge yeah. and doing like, I'm not going to come back with season two until there's a reason to. And totally. then she did. And she's like, but there won't be a reason for season three. Like she's had the growth. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. that's why that season two was Insecure one of the best season. Yeah. Did a great yeah. job of like ending it at the correct time. It's just that sometimes the correct time is the first season. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like not every Like show. Queen's Gambit. It's a yeah. miracle that they I'm so have glad. not tried to to mine that cash cow because I'm so so glad too and I was so afraid because it really was like a raging success and I can I'm sure that it was so tempting so hard such a hard convince for them to not pick that up and try to like recreate the money Mm-hmm. um with a second season but anyway we blocked on say, way too long no I was gonna say I will say really quickly before we go into my single best scene because it's a Queen's Gambit thing that I can't believe you just brought up the Queen's Gambit but I'm watching as Sophie knows and I think probably our podcast listeners know I'm watching the West Wing now and I just watched an entire episode where President Bartlett played chess oh, yeah. with all of the people and he like goes from room to room playing chess and I watched like the first 10 minutes being like, oh, I know what they're doing. And then I realized I have, I, even after watching the Queens game, and I like literally don't understand chess at all. Like no. not one part of my brain connects what they're doing like no. at all. But whenever Jed said like, oh, the something, something like the Sicilian um, opening or whatever, I was like, oh, right. I know that okay. that's a thing that people know. <laughs> I know that an opening play Recognize is the term. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not just like you start playing like in any other sport. You like totally, have a- totally, totally there's a the queen's opening or whatever but that there's made me moves. laugh there's moves that have names because <laughs> no. i was like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> i don't know i don't <laughs> understand chess um so my single best scene is one that you kind of touched on earlier which is when jack goes to talk to estelle estelle in the beauty shop and you find out why her son jumped um and like finding out that there was nothing that any of these characters could have done was extremely well acted. And in that, she says, if you get the chance, you should seize it and try to save others. And it's like the clearest, I mean, almost like hit you over the head, clearest wit reason that she's willing to help live who like held them hostage and like move her into the house. And like, and like, I think why Estelle is a good person, right? Is because she was in a situation where helping her son didn't meant that he wasn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought of another funny thing Estelle said, and I really hate that it's while I'm talking about this sad scene, but I'm going to say it anyway, when she was like, my husband's outside parking and the other woman was like, don't you think your husband's done parking? And she's like, well, he died, um, six years ago. So I think he's somewhere. <laughs> she was like, he's yeah. He, they're like, is he parking the car? And she was like, he's out there somewhere. She was like, I'm sure he's out there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know I guess also from I'll say like there was so much like levity with Estelle for her to have this like really deep moment with Jack to explain like again not everything is black and white and sometimes bad people or good people do bad things and like you need to give grace to people who are just surviving because that's what Liv Mm -hmm. was doing she was surviving um but that was my I just thought it was really well acted and then for him to go I mean, it was like a continuation of the scene. He like walked over to the bank and you don't hear the dialogue, but you like see the relief on her Mm -hmm. face and like her opening the letter 
and realizing like she now knows like just the that everybody now knows that like there was nothing that nobody needs to hold any extra blame um no I totally agree all right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. I will say in terms of news, as Sophie and I just blabbed on about, um, hopefully it stays in there so you don't get confused as to what I'm talking about. Um, there won't be a season two, but if you enjoy a Swedish TV show, like if you really enjoyed this show, another one of his books was adapted to a TV show and it's on HBO and it's called Beartown about um, like a hockey team. Mm-hmm. So I have owned the book for years and only like, in, I don't know, 10, page, 10 chapters in, but if you liked this, I'm assuming it's like a similar tone. It does look darker. I watched the trailer to see if it was worth like even mentioning. Um, and I think there's like a murder and they don't know who did it in this small hockey town. So a similar like, but I would assume it's a similar thriller with like a lot of heart yeah. and emotions. But yeah, well, that's that's all we got. And again, guys, next week, you'll we'll be talking all things succession. So if you haven't already, watch. <laughs> Also, if you haven't already, how? Like, how have you held off on not watching Succession? I know. Well, there was like a very long-awaited third season, so I understand people dragging their heels a little. And it released week to week, so like if you're kind of waiting for it all to be done, no, yeah, or it's, it has been so long since you got into the show. Just- I wonder if shows like Succession are um, are shows that would have thrived better in an office setting where it was like truly a water cooler show. Like I remember going into the office season one and like talking about succession, but it's been Mm -hmm. so much of it's been popularity has been in COVID that like, I can't even imagine what it'll be like when we go back to an office, if we go back to an, you know, like if you're in an office, if on Monday mornings, like succession season four is what people like get excited to talk about. That'll be fun. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Can crowdsource some thoughts for the pod guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But all right. Well, that's all we've got for you this week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.